to the book of Isaiah, to the book of Isaiah, and to chapter 43, Isaiah 43. And I'd like to read the first four verses of the chapter. But now thus says the Lord who created thee, O Jacob, and he who formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee, since thou wast precious in my sight. Thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Amen. The Lord speaking to his people, whether to the people of the Old Testament, or whether to the people of the, Old, of the New Testament, I think we should understand that these verses apply in each case. If you think of the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you think of his disciples, and if you think of what he said to them, there is no question that he warned them very clearly and several times regarding persecution to come, regarding difficulties, regarding trials, regarding hardship that they would face. In John chapter 15, and beginning with verse 18, he said, If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own, because you're not of the world. And because I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember that I told you that the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. John chapter 16 and verses 1 through 3. I have spoken these things to you so that you will not be offended. So that you'll not be discouraged. So that you won't stumble, be uh, disappointed. Somehow feel that you should give up. These things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. They will put you out of synagogues. The time comes that whosoever kills you will think that he does God a service. These things they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. And so the church faced opposition in those early times. The Bible tells us of the disciples standing several times before the uh, Sanhedrin. The Bible tells us that they were threatened. And then in Acts chapter 5, the Bible tells us they were beaten. 
And then in Acts chapter 7, Stephen was stoned. And Saul led a very powerful persecution against uh, the church. The Bible says that he entered into every house, uh, that he uh, hailed men and women and committed them to uh, prison. Uh, to prison. The Bible says that many were scattered as a result of that uh, persecution. But when they were scattered, what happened? The Bible says they went everywhere preaching the word. And men of Cyprus and Cyrene in particular went to Antioch and they preached the word there. And the Lord used them to work in the hearts of many and the church of Antioch was uh, founded. Uh, was founded. The Bible tells us of Herod stretching forth his hand and killing James, the brother of John, with uh, the sword. But all throughout the book of Acts you find this statement repeated. The word of God grew and multiplied. Uh, The word of God grew and uh, multiplied. During times of persecution, during times of opposition, trial and distress, the church, by the Lord's grace and working, has become stronger, not uh, weaker. Not because of anything in itself. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17 says... No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against you shall uh, prosper. In terms of Isaiah 43 and verse 2, we can say that the church has been through the waters, through the rivers, through the fire, and indeed in many places in the world, continues to be so in this day and time. God has shown himself to be true to his word. We should think of uh, this passage that we've read in Isaiah 43 as applying to God's people. But if it applies to God's people as a group, I think it makes sense that it applies to each individual member of that group, to each believer, to every person who knows the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior through repentance and uh, faith. Fear not, I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Thou art mine. Those are words that indicate that an individual is being addressed. And if you are a believer, you can put your name uh, in uh, those places. Uh, Fear not, I have redeemed you. You can put your name there. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Uh, You uh, are mine. As we look at uh, this passage, at Isaiah 43 and verse 2, one of the things that uh, we 
can see one of the things that we are reminded of is that believers will face trials and difficulties, temptation and hardship. Not every situation identical to every other situation, but in one way or the other, there are trials to face. Trials uh, to face. God is the one who is speaking. He is the one who has formed us. He is the one who has redeemed us. Someone thinking of what is mentioned in verse 1 might say, Oh, God has created me. Uh, Oh, God has redeemed me. Oh, God knows me by name. Oh, I am his. That means that I've got it made. (laughs) That means that I will live at ease. That means that I will be drowning in luxury. That means that I will be free of any problem. That is not what this text tells us. That's not what the Bible uh, tells us. Waters, floods, and fire are mentioned. No mention is made of a helicopter which will fly us above the waters (laughs) or of a tunnel which will uh, take us below them. No mention is made of some particular special time uh, when these things are calm and uh, when we will therefore uh, be able to avoid facing them. No mention is made of the fire being low and uh, we can pass at an opportune uh, moment. Uh, The Bible says, uh, in this world you will have tribulation. Acts chapter 14 and verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples, uh, the Bible says, and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we through much tribulation must enter into the kingdom of God. Here and there in the Bible, you see the believer compared to different things. Fishermen uh, is uh, one of them. Uh, But the one that I want to refer to now is that the believer is compared to a soldier. يُخَارًا الْمُؤْمِنْ بِالْجِنْدِ And it is the business of the soldier to do what? To fight battles, endure hardship as a a good soldier of Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, 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 It is God's will, according to his love, according to his wisdom, according to his power, according to everything that you might say about him. It is God's will that believers face difficulties in this world. The Lord Jesus said that if you want to follow me, you need to do what? Deny yourself and take up your cross. And it is mentioned as well daily. Deny yourself and take up your cross uh, and follow uh, me. 
someone has said, in this world, a cross, in the world to come, a crown. In the world to come, uh, a crown. So, there are trials, there are difficulties. These trials, as described in Isaiah 43 and verse 2, are trials that we can understand will be strong. Uh, will be strong. Uh, when you pass through uh, the uh, waters. And then he says, through the rivers. So, passing through the waters is not to be understood as a little trickle of water, you know, when it rains and, and some water starts running down the street. And so I come to a little bit of water and I just step over it. <laughs> it doesn't say, uh, it doesn't say through that kind of water. All right? When you pass through the waters and then it says the uh, rivers. Passing through the waters can be uh, difficult. Waters can be strong in the sense of sweeping. Uh, in the sense of uh, sweeping. Where do you see this? Uh, you see this in particular when you have one of these earthquakes in the sea and uh, a huge wave, tsunami, tidal wave, whatever you want to call it, uh, is generated and the wave comes in and the power, the sweeping power, of uh, water uh, manifests itself. Uh, uh, another thing that is true regarding waters is that waters are cold. Is that waters are uh, cold. It is common in nature for water to be, uh, to be uh, cold. Ship goes down. Many people are aware of the famous, uh, uh, the famous uh, uh, Titanic and the sinking of the Titanic. And there was a ship that came and was there. When was it there? I'm not sure. I, I wish I could remember accurately. It might have been something like two hours later. There was a ship there. But the problem is, the water is cold. And uh, the water being uh, so cold, uh, so cold, uh, the vast, vast majority of the people who ended up in the water, the vast majority of them died. And they were probably gone in about 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something like that. So cold was uh, the uh, water. The waters and the rivers. And then he says, when you walk through uh, the fire. When you uh, walk through uh, the fire. You think of the burning fiery furnace uh, uh, of Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel chapter uh, 3. The soldiers who cast Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace. So hot was the furnace that the soldiers who cast them into the furnace died. 
And here and there, you have situations in which there is great heat and which, and in which this great heat, uh, causes great, uh, uh, damage. Uh, some time ago there was the accident, uh, if you remember, the accident of the nuclear reactor in Chernobyl. Uh, and, uh, what happened was nuclear material, uh, <laughs> reacting with itself uh, in ways that are very powerful. Uh, the facility is usually built in such a way that this reaction is under control and uh, that uh, the heat which it generates is, again, under control, used to heat water, steam, turns, you eventually turn it into electricity and so on. But, of course, it wasn't working the way it should have worked. Anyway... The result was a fire in the nuclear reactor, hundreds and uh, thousands of degrees hot. And, of course, people trying to deal with that in various ways. And one of the things that happens in such situations is people say, well, let's get helicopters to fly over and dump water. It's so hot that it's difficult for a helicopter to fly over even 100 meters above because it's so hot. Sometimes people say even the water that you throw on that kind of fire, in some sense it doesn't produce the effect that you desire because it's so hot the water actually evaporates before it reaches before it reaches the actual uh, uh, fire. Fire is a difficult thing uh, to uh, deal uh, with. And waters and rivers uh, as well. The terms that are used in Isaiah 43 and verse 2 are not terms that we should therefore understand as referring to what? Minor problems marginal trials. But if the flood is great, remember that the Bible says that the Lord sits upon the flood and that he sits upon, sits uh, as a king uh, forever. Uh, look at Psalm 124 and verses 2 through 4. Mazmur 124 if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. If the Lord had not been uh, with us. These trials also, uh, as we look at Isaiah 43 and verse 2, we understand that they are varied, that they are uh, different. He mentions the waters, he mentions the rivers, he mentions the fire. There's no question that there uh, is some difference between them. Someone might say waters and rivers are similar. All right, if you want to think of them as one thing, but the fire is something different. Trials of different kinds. James chapter 1 and verse 2 says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. 
عندما تقع في تجارب متنوعة تجارب متنوعة I had a friend who I used to play tennis with in Houston he told me that when he first got there he had the experience of doing what of playing tennis and it was very very hot very very hot and so he played and he went to the gym to take a shower and thinking that it was very hot outside you know if it's very hot outside you don't necessarily do what you don't necessarily dry your hair a lot you say it's okay to leave it a little bit wet because it's hot outside and so he walked out and he found out that the temperature had dropped <laughs> and rather than being hot uh, outside it was now quite cold it was now uh, uh, quite cold think of the lord jesus first of all the devil tried to tempt him by telling him god doesn't care about you you're here you're hungry take care of yourself turn these stones into bread and have something to eat to fill your empty rumbling stomach take care of yourself don't depend on god and then the lord jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god and say la yahyab al khubz wahdahu bikul kalimata khuruj min fam allah ah you depend on god and so he took him to the roof of the temple ila sat al haykal and he told him since you depend on god that means that you can throw yourself after all it says in psalm 91 we read it he'll give his angels charge over you so depend on god and so trials are uh, varied Uh, they aren't all of one uh, type uh, uh, of one uh, type uh, students doing an exam the students here at the university uh, do an exam you sit and you grade uh, the exam and you find out that what that there are mistakes of all sorts of types not just of one type only Uh, uh not of one type only look with me quickly at the book of nehemiah and look at the variety of problems that nehemiah and the builders had uh nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 1 it says that sanballat one of the enemies uh when he heard that they were building the wall he was angry and he mocked the jews anger and ridicule uh Nehemiah chapter 4 verses 7 and uh, 8 uh, mention anger again but also conspiracy and coming to fight against the people uh Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 10 an internal problem the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed there is much rubbish uh, the the city is ruined destroyed there's so much that needs to be done and we're tired and we can't build the wall Nehemiah chapter 5 and verse 5 uh, I'll not read the verse but what happened over here was some who were rich were taking advantage of their riches 
and exploiting those who were uh, poor. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 2. Sambalat and Geshem, uh, the enemies, uh, sent to Nehemiah, Come, let us meet in one of the villages. Distraction and compromise. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 6, it is written and reported among the nations, Gashmu has said it, that you think to rebel, lies, and slander, uh, and uh, slander. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 10, uh, I came into the house of Shemaiah, son of uh, uh, Deliah, son of uh, Mehetabel, who was shut in, and he said, let us meet together in the house of God, within the temple, let us shut the doors of the temple, for they will come to slay you. For they will come to uh, slay you. An attempt to frighten him, scare him, and uh, cause him to behave in a way that would discredit him. So, variety. Rivers, waters, and fire. Also, Isaiah 43 and verse 2, difficulties which we face, we can say that these things will be repeated. These things will be repeated. In this world, you will have tribulation. The Lord Jesus didn't say, the first year you are a believer, that's a difficult year, and many people will oppose you. You'll have hardship and challenges. But after that, smooth sailing. The Bible doesn't uh, say that. It is one thing after another. Think of Job and how uh, one thing after another came upon him. The loss of this. And then he heard of the loss of that. And then he heard of the loss of another thing. And then he heard of the loss of his children. And then his health uh, uh, was lost. And then his wife came and encouraged him, in effect, to rebel against God and uh, to die. And then his friends uh, came. His friends came. And so one difficulty is followed by uh, another. Even though these things are difficult, the Bible says that they will not destroy the believer. These things will not triumph over the believer. These things will not defeat the believer. The first thing that is said is that when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. I will be uh, uh, with you. Um, the Lord has promised to be with us, never to leave us, never to uh, uh, forsake us, never to forsake us. I don't know whether you've seen the movie Dr. Zhivago. I have not seen it from beginning to end. Uh, it's a long movie. I've seen certain parts of it. It's uh, a story about Russia and about the time of the communist revolution in Russia, 
the time before and the time immediately after. And this was a time of great confusion uh, in uh, the country. And uh, the story begins with an officer in the Russian army looking for a relative of his, a niece of his, Bint Khayu. Uh, who was a little girl in the time of the war, and as somehow people were forced to go from one place to another to another, and there were wars and conflicts and difficulty, this little girl was lost. And her uncle, the officer in the army, has been searching for her for a long time. For a long time. Now he finds a young lady and he, he comes to her and he tells her who he is and he tries to tell her uh, that I am your uncle and I want to tell you about your family. She was separated from the people she knew at a young age and then some other people took her in and kind of adopted her. She was practically an orphan and so she, she grow, grew up not knowing her original family and not remembering much about them at all. So at one point the uncle tells her, what is it that you remember? And she tells him, I remember being in a square in a city, and I remember that shooting started and rockets, shells started exploding all around us. And I remember that my father was holding my hand. And that I remember when the shelling started and when the explosions took place, I remember that he let go of my hand. And I turned around and somehow he went in some direction. I couldn't see him. And that's, that's all I remember of my father. And the man tells her a story, and part of their uncle tells her a story, and part of the story is he tells her, that man whom you remember, he was someone who was helping your father, but he actually wasn't your father. That man who was holding your hand, and then the shells started to fall, and the explosions, and, and you were separated from him, and, uh, and, and he went somewhere, and you ended up somewhere else, and so on. That man was someone who was supposed to be helping your father. It was not your father. Because if he were your father he would not have let go of your hand. And of course, he knew who that person was, and he knew his name, and he told her that was uh, this person, uh, this person. It wasn't, it wasn't your father. And so he tells her about her father and, and so on, and, and she comes to know uh, uh, her family background. That man who let go of your hand, that wasn't your father. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. What shall separate us from the love of God? 
What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He does not say when you walk through a nice, easy path, when you walk through gardens and flowers, I will be with you. Now, of course, he is with us at all times. But he says, when you walk through the waters and the rivers, and the uh, fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We already mentioned them. In the fiery furnace. Did we not cast in three? Yes, we cast in three. But I see four. I see four. They are loose, unbound. They have no hurt. They are walking in the fiery furnace. And the form of the fourth is like a son of the gods. I will be with you. And then also, these trials, notice that they will not stop the believer in his journey, in his progress, in his life. When you pass through, when you walk through, it doesn't say that when you stand still, you are still moving. You are still going. You are still moving uh, in the right uh, direction. Uh, in the right uh, direction. The Lord led the people through the Red Sea. Not just to stand in the midst of uh, the sea. Uh, he led the people through the Jordan uh, River. He led Elijah and Elisha again through the Jordan. And taking Elijah up to heaven, he led Elisha back through the Jordan. He made Peter not to stand upon the water, but to walk upon the water so that he could do what? So that he could show off. No. So that he could go to Jesus. Bid me to come to you, walking upon the uh, uh, water, uh, when uh, uh, you have a stream of water, or a river, or a fire. And when you're moving, you might think you would be running <laughs> out of panic. But to say that you are walking somehow also reminds us of a peace of mind and heart. A steadiness and a steadfastness that we can have in such situations. Yea, though I run like crazy through the valley of the shadow of death. No, it doesn't say, yea, though I run like crazy through the valley of the shadow of death. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Uh, Isaiah 28 and verse 16. Uh, the Lord God says, I lay in Zion a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, 
a precious corner stone, Hajar Zawiyah, Hajar Kareem, a sure foundation, Asayas Akid, he that believeth shall not make haste. Shall not make uh, haste. Uh, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not concerned. We are not worried. We're not perturbed. We're not upset in distress regarding this matter. Our God is able. Our God uh, is, uh, uh, is able. Uh, Job said uh, in Job 23 and verse 8, I go forward, he's not there. Backward, I can't perceive him. On the left, where he does work, I cannot behold him. He hides himself on the right so that I cannot see him but he knows the way that I take. He knows my way. He knows my walk. He knows my continuing. My steadfastness. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. What assurances do we have? What reasons do we have to be confident that we will not be overwhelmed by difficulties, challenges, hardships, trials? I am God. I am God. I am the Lord. Thy God. Uh, uh, thy God. The Bible tells us, I've been young, now I'm old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Jeremiah says, Jeremiah 17 and verse uh, 5. Uh, Jeremiah uh, says, uh, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and who makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from uh, the Lord. He'll be like what? Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah 17 and verse 6, like a shrub in the desert. Uh, uh, like a shrub in the desert, in a place uh, dry, salty, not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. He'll be like a tree, planted by the waters, spreading out her roots by the river. She will not see when heat comes. Her leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought. And neither will cease from yielding uh, fruit. I am the Lord. Remember the floods and the fact that God sits upon the floods. He is the one who created waters and rivers and fires. And he is the one who allows such things to uh, take uh, place. I am the Lord. I am the Lord, your God. I am the Lord, your God the relationship which the believer has with uh, God. Uh, remember what it says in Psalm 48 and verse 14, This God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even until death. Uh, Psalm 100 and verse 3, Know ye that the Lord, he is God, It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves, we are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. 
Psalm 144 and uh, verse 15. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Isaiah 25 and verse 9. Isaiah 25 and verse 9. Uh, the Bible uh, says, And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him. And he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The Bible does not say the Lord is a shepherd. I shall not want. Neither does it say the Lord is the shepherd. I shall not want. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is also, it says in verse 3 of Isaiah 43, the Holy One of Israel. God's ways are not ways of unfairness, injustice, oppression. Lord, why are you doing this to me? Lord, why are you allowing? Lord, why are you uh, permitting he is the Holy One of Israel. He knows what he's doing. And what he is doing is in keeping with his holiness and his righteousness. And his uh, righteousness. Uh, Job had all sorts of questions and objections. He had all sorts of complaints and doubtings. But then when the Lord appeared, he said, I have nothing to say. I had heard of you. Now I've seen you. I abhor myself. I repent in dust and ashes. I have nothing. I have nothing to say. Because what the Lord does is right. What the Lord does is just. The Bible says, that he is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And when he allows the waters and the rivers and the fire, there is in him no darkness at all. No darkness uh, at all. The Bible says in First Peter uh, chapter 1, uh, the Bible uh, says, uh, that you have at this time manifold temptations, different trials. First Peter 1 and verse 6 uh, mentions the manifold trials, but at the beginning of the verse it says, In this ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold trials, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom, though ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I am the Lord thy God. I am the Holy One of Israel. I am your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba, you're precious in my sight. I have looked upon you as honorable. 
I have loved you. I will give men for you and people for your life. And people for uh, your life. The Lord, in allowing his children to go through the rivers, the waters, the fire, it is not because of a lack of love on his part. It is not a lack of love. The difficulties, the trials, the Lord uses those to bring the the fruit of righteousness. Hebrews chapter 12, let's read uh, uh, from uh, there. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, it says in verse uh, uh, 5, Don't despise the Lord's training, the Lord's disciplining, the Lord's chastening. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. This is true as far as people are concerned. We had fathers of the flesh who corrected us. Verse 9. We gave them reverence. Much more should we give to the great father. Uh, the father uh, of spirits. Uh, verse 10. They chastened us a few days after their pleasure. Sometimes rightly, but sometimes wrongly. Sometimes too little, sometimes too much. But the Lord always knows what he's doing. And it is always for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. It doesn't seem to be joyous at that time. It seems to be grievous. Afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who are exercised thereby. A well-known poem goes this way. God has not promised skies always blue, flower-strewn pathways, all our lives through. God has not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. God has not promised smooth roads and wide, swift, easy travel, needing no guide. Never a mountain rocky and steep, never a river turbid and deep. God has not promised we shall not know Toil and temptations, trouble and woe. He has not told us we shall not bear many a burden, many a care. But God has promised strength for the day, rest for the labor, light for the way, grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing kindness, undying love. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. The rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flame will not kindle upon you. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have loved you. And I will give men for you and people for your life. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your promises. We thank you, Lord, because your word tells us that they are exceedingly precious. We thank you, Lord, because you want us by faith to hold 
to your word and to all that you have promised in it. You want us to see and understand these things, even though they are invisible. To be as Moses, who was not afraid of the wrath of the king, but endured as seeing him who is invisible. Strengthen us, Lord. Fill us with your spirit, your grace, your power, your word. Help us as we face difficulties of various kinds. Help us to know that you are the Lord our God, that you are holy, that you are our Savior. In all their affliction, the Bible says, he was afflicted. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Help us to know that you work through the waters, the rivers, and the floods to bring a blessing. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. All things work together for good to those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Help us to remember your promises and your word always. Increase our faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.